0: It's time for X-Men Origins, Hugh Jackman, the sequel, The Jackman, and the finale, Hugh.
1: It's time for Hugh Jackman to finally hang up that sexy white, white theater.
0: <laughs> Welcome to a very special episode of Mutant Musings, where we're going to talk about movies. Specifically, Ooh. the three Wolverine movies. Ooh. Ooh, I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is Lady Patty Strike. Hey. So... The idea behind this episode was to talk about Logan, just Logan initially. We recorded episode eight, Uh, Just before Logan was released in theaters, and I figured we could have recorded it after we had seen the movie, Uh, but then...
1: There was so much to talk about. There was, yeah,
0: way too much to talk about. So then my idea was, oh, well, why not just have, like, a rundown of every single X-Men movie?
1: Yeah. And that would
0: have taken five hours. No. So then my thought was, how about just the three Wolverine movies? Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, and obviously we saw Logan um, over this past weekend, which uh, as of the time that you guys hear this will be about a week and a half ago, so we're going to be talking about that, but we have to talk about what kind of paved the way for Logan. Yes, the
1: amazing X-Men Origins Wolverine, which made Hugh Jackman's career as Wolverine what we know today.
0: I remember... uh, when the trailers started to get released for X-Men Origins Wolverine and how excited I was for it. Huh. X-Men The Last Stands certainly did have its cool moments, but overall I feel like it was a big letdown. So having a solo Wolverine movie, and, and let's be honest, the, the X-Men movies were kind of Wolverine movies. <laughs> no, they were Wolverine movies. They were all pretty much you know focused on Hugh Jackman and, of course, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, but... Primarily Hugh Jackman.
1: Yeah, that's who I'm focused on, too.
0: So, X-Men Origins Wolverine was released on May 1st, 2009 in the U.S., written by David Benioff and Skip Woods. Fuck you, Skip. Skip the Woods. Um, And apparently... Uh, I looked this up. Benioff, if that's how you say it, has directed a whole bunch of episodes of Game of Thrones.
1: Probably the bad ones.
0: He directed like 42 episodes, well, which is like all that's seven seasons, all right? All the bad ones, I that's guess. That's like every single season. Yeah. Um, it was directed by Gavin Hood and it received generally mixed reviews.
1: Who thinks this is a good movie?
0: Uh, well, it's generally mixed reviews, so some people think it's a mixed movie. <laughs> I, well,
1: when you say mixed reviews, it means a lot of people like are, you know, half and half. Some people are like, holy shit, I want to fucking suck dick to this movie and half of the people are like oh my god will somebody suck my dick so i don't have to pay attention to this movie that was a very good analogy thank you i really like that yes i'm a good um, analogizer but i uh, like i was
0: saying i remember being so pumped for this movie and what they did ahead of time was they released a bunch of uh short videos online showcasing like different characters in the movie obviously not wolverine because it was going to be all about him anyway but they had one of gambit they had one of fred before he you know ate himself to become the blob and they had one of wade too and there was one of emma but we'll get to that a little bit later and it was all very exciting you know i mean x-men the last stand i don't want to keep going on about that movie but one of the problems with it is that it introduced so many new characters and barely gave them, you know, any screen time or any development. And it was like, well, what the fuck are they doing here? It's just more bodies in this movie that don't matter and you mean
1: every X Men movie?
0: Yeah, and you know, it, it seemed like they were going for something different with this. Like I said, they were getting their own little short videos online, so I figured, okay, so these characters are going to be getting more development, and it's going to be more interesting. They're going to be utilized in, in a better capacity.
1: Young you was fucking stupid.
0: Uh, you, you, young me was very stupid right from the beginning of this movie. It's very lame and it's very silly. We're in that uh, they're in the house in the eighteen forties and there's uh young jimmy and young victor who these kids were in my opinion not very good actors no. at all but you know drunk dad comes yelling and victor's like oh he's he's not yelling for for me sir or something like that and then you know fucking young jimmy pops his claws and runs at drunk dad in like the most cliche silly bullshit scene ever you know he screams at the screams at the ceiling and, and
1: somehow <clears throat> levitates 15 feet diagonally <laughs> towards dad, but he doesn't know it's dad. This guy killed his dad, so he kills him, and then he's like, son, you're actually my son. That guy wasn't your dad. I just killed that guy. Yeah. And I'm your dad, and now I'm dead. But he doesn't even- dad, ex- Dead, drunk dad. Yeah, and he
0: doesn't even explain that much, though. He's just like, oh, son- and it's like, oh my god, huge reveal. Well, Holy he just shit. Killed
1: his dad. Oh my
0: god, this movie is so serious. And then they go running out into the woods, and Victor's like, we're brothers, Jimmy. We, you realize that? We gotta protect each other. And it's just, so this movie starts out just really. Really fucking lame. But then there's, you know, a cut scene where there's like a little montage of them, you know, uh, Jimmy and Victor fighting through the different wars. And I thought that That was was
1: really cool. I actually really enjoyed that.
0: I thought that was kind of interesting, too.
1: That was the best part of the movie, honestly. (laughs)
0: That was certainly one of the best parts. Another kind of shitty part about this movie was Danny Houston, who played William Stryker, uh, who Brian Cox did a great job of, I think, playing William Stryker, even though... The character in the movies is very different from the character in the comic books just different background and different overall brian cox did a good job playing him maybe it's because brian cox is a good actor and danny houston is not i don't want to talk a lot of shit about danny houston because i i don't remember seeing him in very many movies that doesn't mean he hasn't been i just haven't seen them but he was just not acting well in this movie it was just it was just more bad Um, like I'm, again, I'm sure he's a fine actor, but you know, obviously a bad script. It doesn't matter how you act it, which, you know, says a lot about Hugh Jackman too. Just the script, the screenplay was just not very good. Uh, But again, at this point in the movie, I still kind of had my hopes up. You know, we, we get to them in the plane, going on a mission, you know, the team is together and this was very promising, you know? So the team consisted of, of Jimmy, of Victor, and then you had Wade, you had Fred, you had Agent Zero, uh, you had John Rath, and Christopher, who was Bolt, uh, which was a random character to throw in there. You know, the back and forth between some of them was good. You know, between Wade and Victor, that was really funny. And it then,
1: wasn't.
0: And then, um, you know, Jimmy is talking to Fred and about the, the fucking tattoo of the girl he's got on his arm. Didn't you just meet her last night? And he's like, she's a gymnast. I, just, I thought that was really funny. And he even had, like... Because Blob is from Texas, so he had, like, you know, a little bit of an accent, so I thought that was really funny, and the action going into the tower was cool, too, when, you know, Fred stops the tank, and, you know, even though Agent Zero, who's supposed to be Maverick, you know, he's more than just an agile character, you know, all of this stuff was, was cool, I thought, so far.
1: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, I hate Ryan Reynolds. And um, I hoped that this movie killed his career, honestly, and that I never had to see his stupid, ugly fucking face ever again. That did not hold to be true. But I do like that they destroyed his character in the movie. So that made me happy.
0: They didn't just destroy his character, though. They destroyed the character that, like, you love more than anything. I know,
1: (laughs) but he also destroyed my heart, so... Aw, I want an apology letter from you, Reynolds. Yeah, stop making my favorite character popular. I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, right? Stop being ugly and...
0: So, Patty doesn't like Ryan Reynolds because... I don't. I don't know, at some point in in her life, He's Ryan...
1: personally wronged me.
0: Yeah, personally. He we... seems like
1: such a dick bag. I just want to kick him in the nads. We
0: don't know how yet. We haven't figured out how Ryan Reynolds has personally wronged Patty, but apparently it's happened.
1: He's got one of those faces, you know, like Michael Buble or something. You know, when you see him, you just want to kick him in the nads.
0: I personally think Ryan Reynolds is a decent actor from what I've seen him in. And uh, this is one thing that I was very excited about. Just his personality. Like one of the other movies that I saw before this movie came out was uh, Waiting. If you haven't seen that movie, go see that movie. It's no, hilarious. don't see
1: it. What, Ryan Reynolds is in it.
0: The first one, not the second one. The second one was fucking awful. Just Ryan Reynolds' personality and, and uh, waiting just seemed to kind of be you know, Wade Wilson-esque.
1: Oh my God, no. So
0: I was just, I was very excited for this. And in my opinion, as Wade Wilson in this movie, he did a great job.
1: Oh my God, It was far, getting a divorce. It
0: was far from perfect. It certainly had its flaws. And, you know, they took their own liberties with it as they did with a lot of things in this movie. But I thought it was a good setup because I figured they're not just gonna stop at one Wolverine movie, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, you know, for someone like Wolverine, who is very violent, in nature um he was pretty fucking tame throughout this movie because he leaves the team that striker put together because they're going to murder innocent people and so, you know, they cut to some time later, he's living in Canada, he's a fucking lumberjack, and he's um, romantically involved with Kayla Silverfox, who's a preschool teacher, in the movie. Uh, not... Who
1: is also 100% Native American, but yeah. somehow is played by a white lady who's got a fucking Aryan sister.
0: Yeah. Uh, Her
1: sister is Emma Frost, which what
0: yeah that made absolutely no sense and that was something that i that is something that i'm going to touch on later but i want to look this up because i don't actually know what
1: she is it says she's an american actress yeah she has english scottish and irish ancestry She has claimed claimed Cherokee ancestry. Yeah, that's what I wanted to look up. Because I could see maybe a little Native American, but I
0: didn't want to just claim that and be like, oh, wait, I looked later and that's not true. So, yeah, no, no, I understand. She's a white lady. Yeah, she's she's pretty much a white lady. But, you know, their relationship was cute, Kayla and and Logan's, but it didn't matter how cute or romantic it was because the dialogue was just fucking terrible. When she tells her story about... I'm not even going to try to remember the name of uh, Kia Kina Kunikwate. And uh, I apologize to anybody I just offended. And the moon and the trickster or whatever. And it's it's called the Wolverine. I just, shut up. Just just stop. It's such.
1: She's got one of those faces that you want to just kick in the nads too.
0: Yeah, apparently everybody in this movie has one of those faces. No. I'm so glad I wasn't in this movie. I don't want to get kicked in the nads, especially by you. <clears throat> I really don't. Yeah, you know, it's just really lame fucking dialogue. And there's one point where they're driving in the car and, you know, Jimmy turns to her and is like, I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do isn't very nice. Shut up. At this point in the movie, you have literally done nothing but, like, try to stop your brother from hurting people. That's all you've done. So actually it, it it stands that you are, you know, pretty good at what you do and what you do is very nice. You try to save people. You're you're a good guy. There were a couple of funny points in this movie, you know, uh going in order pretty much what the movie goes in. There's there's a scene where Stryker and Agent Zero come back to talk to Jimmy when he's gonna he's gonna go lumberjacking for the day. Jimmy just tells him to go to the car and like makes like a sound like he's calling for a dog or something to like follow orders, and you know that was kinda of funny. You know, and then Victor kills Kayla, and then Jimmy comes across it and screams at the heavens. You know, one of those cliche fucking moments. Then it cuts to the scene in the bar, and I kind of like the dialogue here, where, you know, Victor is like, you got insurance on this place? And the bartender's like, no, and Victor's like, too bad.
1: Logan comes in and pops his claws, and everybody runs out of the bar, and the bartender's like, "Ah."
0: Yeah, but I liked uh, Victor's line of, you know, you don't call, you don't write. How else am I supposed to get your attention? And then they just run at each other, and there's supposed to be a really cool fight scene, but it was really choppy and just really poorly done. So Jimmy agrees to sign on with Stryker again, and there's, you know, more terrible dialogue. I come with you, I'm coming for blood. No law, no code of conduct. You point me in the right direction, you get the hell out of my way. And, you know, up until this point, You know, all the lame dialogue and bullshit that's going on in this movie, the bad writing can be forgiven because the story hasn't gone completely off the rails yet. It's getting there, but it hasn't yet. You know, there's still some more cool sequences in the movie. There's, you know, the scene between um, Jimmy and uh, John Rath in the uh, boxing arena with the blob that was kind of funny. Even being introduced to Gambit was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, no, I actually, I didn't really like him the first time I saw him because he seemed like fucking neckbeard. But the second time (laughs) I watched it, I liked it better. I think it was because of the facial hair that, like, you could kind of see in the first shot of the bar. But then, like, when he went outside, you're like, oh, okay. So he's not, like, super hot like Gambit. But, you know, he's not, like, a weaselly-looking neckbeard anymore. So, you know, that's, it's fine. But you know, you expect Gambit. You know, Gambit is fucking ladies' man McGee over here in the comics, just fucking broads left and right. <laughs> he and <is> man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you expect you expect to see Gambit. You expect you know your panties get wet. I don't care if you're a lady or you dude. If you're a dude, you're gonna jizz in your pants when you see real life Gambit. And My he panties got wet. Did they? Hey, hey, th- he's not a bad looking guy. He's I gotta not say. bad looking, but he's not like you know like fucking captain america yeah he's,
0: he's definitely no channing Tatum.
1: oh shut <laughs> up no oh god no chris evans like when he came out as captain america everybody in america patriotically wet their pants you yeah, know we all saluted that flag
0: with our d- never mind
1: yes we did <laughs> I liked, uh,
0: you know, his eyes turned red. I liked the use of his powers, even though it wasn't exactly spot on. It was almost like telekinetic card throwing, but it was still really cool. But, of course, they had to fuck that up. And, you know, he was like uh, climbing a fucking brick wall with his stick. That was
1: cool. That was so stupid. It was cool. I liked that. Yeah, it was
0: it cool too when fucking Wolverine was slashing the you know fucking uh, the ladder down? Yes, that, that
1: was awesome. That, I loved that. How, that's not
0: even physics. Like, what, there's not I, even science. Is not a liberal conspiracy. It's, that's it's that like made no
1: sense. It's like you know those those videos about the ladies who like rip out the tablecloth and everything stays in the same place. That's kind of the same physics that they use there, and it was great. I loved oh, it. Oh
0: yeah, just. An another reason why this movie was so awesome no the whole thing with you know wolverine um you know actually getting the adamantium injected into him that was fine you know he died and and he came back and then he tore up the place and then he he died he ran across the field naked and that was funny
1: oh yeah that was great
0: yeah but then those old people got blown up
1: wolverine could be gambit wolverine is hot
0: wait what hugh
1: jackman can can be gambit
0: you want hugh jackman to play gambit now yeah he's hot you know he's like he's like (laughs) almost 50.
1: I don't care. (laughs) Well,
0: he played his own clone in the in Logan, so
1: they should have you know how they have like New Mutants and they had Gen X and they had Academy X. They should have like Xavier's home for for the old for the elderly mutants (laughs) and just (laughs) just have Hugh Jackman (laughs) and Ian McKellen and um, Patrick Stewart just (laughs) fucking senile and losing their minds in this mansion for the infirm. Yes.
0: (laughs) That would definitely be cute. There'd be two old men wrinkly balls. Yes. Multiple wrinkly balls. <clears throat> oh, I love it. So things really go off the rails when the general who oversees what Stryker is doing with all these experiments um, about creating this perfect soldier to stop mutants. The general is like, I'm shutting you down. After pouring all kinds of time and money into all this research, he like even said like half a billion dollars or something like that. He's literally got this weapon 11 on the fucking table they've captured all these mutants putting all the powers in this the deadpool fucking stop and like this this is where the general wants to stop and then this is where the movie really goes off the rails because it just gets way too cheesy way too corny so wolverine comes back and finds Stryker, and victor is there and realizes that they were playing him all along. And oh no, Kayla Kayla is there too because Stryker was holding her sister. So Kayla agreed to fuck Jimmy.
1: And apparently, in this movie, they gave Silver Fox uh, powers of like pheromone control. Yeah. So she could make people feel a certain way. And he was like, Oh, you've been playing me the whole time, and she was like, "I didn't fake how I felt," and I was just like, "Shut up!" It was it was just so lame. Here. And also, if because it came up that she tried using her powers on Victor, and Victor's like, "Your powers don't work on me," and I was like, "If her what? powers don't work on Victor, how the fuck are they gonna work on Wolverine?" Um, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. You know, but not only that, you know, there's fucking strikers just like I told you wouldn't like what you found if you went down this roll and Wolverine is like, I thought you're the moon, and I was your Wolverine. <laughs> turns out you're the trickster, and I'm just a fool who got played. And, and for the guy, who's the best there is at what he does, but remember, what he does isn't very nice, he turns around, and he walks out. He leaves. Everybody's still alive. Everybody's still being evil and sad and bullshit and he just turns around and he fucking
1: leaves. He was so he can't even. He, he was literally so can't goddamn tame. Even.
0: So tame for this movie. It was a fucking joke. And then and then we get to the true shit stain of this film was Weapon 11. I don't think anybody in the world was happy with how Deadpool turned out I was, in this movie. And every time I talk about it, I say, listen, Reynolds was great as Wade Wilson in this movie. He was great as Wade Wilson. He was awful as this, quote unquote, the Deadpool. Let's just throw all these powers in one dude. And like, also, how did Wade survive that surgery? And they wanted to pour all this money into Wolverine's adamantium skeleton just to kill him. To take his healing factor and put it in Wade? Like... Did, but they, did they do that? Did they get a sample of Wolverine's DNA and put it into this, the Deadpool? I don't know. I, they didn't say it anywhere in the movie. How the fuck did he survive all that? You know, but then fucking, uh, Wolverine gets into a fight with the Deadpool and Victor shows up and is like, no one gets to kill you but me. And they're like, back to back formation. And then they fucking fight the thing. And it was just awful.
1: I liked it. I liked it.
0: Yeah, just the fucking Baraka blades, you know. I mean, it was all over the internet back then. People were pissed, and it wasn't until a couple of years ago that Reynolds himself came out and said that, like, you know, I didn't want to do this, but they said basically, like, listen, either you can do this in this movie, or we're gonna get somebody else to do it. They
1: should have gotten somebody else to do it. No,
0: and he was like, if it's gonna be, if it's gonna be this, it's gonna be me. So anyway, Emma Frost. This is the last thing I really want to talk about in this movie. You know, it was kind of exciting to to see her. Like I said, she was in the, the short video uh, preview of this movie, and then we see her, and she has less than 60 seconds of screen time. She gets to use her powers exactly once. Her name in the video was Emma Frost, but her sister is Kayla Silverfox. <laughs> so we're sisters from different misters? Is that?
1: You know, maybe. Brothers from
0: another mother. Like that yeah, shirt yeah. I have with Ness and Lucas.
1: Yeah, but, nice. you know, when they say it, maybe they were adopted, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm
0: being really insensitive. I'm sorry, yeah. all adopted people. Listen, my both my parents were adopted. That's a true story. So, That's racist. I understand. I understand. Um, so well,
1: you know, sometimes, sometimes maybe their their daddy was a nice Cherokee man, and their mom their, was mom, their mom was part of the yeah the Aryan Brotherhood, <laughs> and they fell in love because her their dad just convinced her that she, he had a uh, tan from the sun. Oh my God, stop. And then she had babies and then she killed him when she found out that he was actually brown. There you go.
0: Okay. Wonderful. Almost, your story was almost as good as X-Men <laughs> Origins Wolverine. <laughs> so in any case, the good of this movie was some funny dialogue, um, the scene where the strike team storms, storms the tower and the the opening montage. And the bad, I wrote like a, paragraph about how bad this movie was. And for the purpose of time, we're just going to skip that. oh, oh much oh. everything else. Yes, go on. What, what else did you want to say about this? The good? Yeah. Hugh Jackman's butt. Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman's butt. Unless that was a stunt butt. Oh, no, no stunt butt. Possibly a stunt butt. Okay, I'm and then... I'm sorry to ruin that for you, but it's like when we saw that movie, uh Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates or whatever. Yes. Aubrey Plaza's butt at the end. Yes. I was like, oh my God, is that Orby Plaza's butt? No,
1: wait, it's probably a stunt butt. Fuck, stunt butt. <laughs>
0: Ruined my dreams.
1: So there was uh, there was that and the whole uh, scene with him, and the old people in the barn until they got killed. That was good. Yeah, that was cute. Until
0: they got killed. So next up is the sequel, which I honestly didn't think that they were going to do after how poorly this movie fared. But I remember when some information started to come out about it. Originally, this director named Darren Aronofsky... Was uh, attached to direct it, but then his he and his wife were getting a divorce, and he wanted to aids in the butthole. He wanted to stop. He was a nice guy. He wanted to be able. He dropped out of directing this movie so he could be around his kid. So Darren Aronofsky directed, Pi, Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler, Black Swan, and a bunch of other movies. He's he's a, a pretty fucking good director. What happens uh, was that, you know, obviously he dropped out. So this one was written by Matt Bomback, which is an awesome name, by the way, and Scott Frank and directed by James Mangold. And this was released on July 26, 2013. Oh, here's another fun fact. Scott Frank directed an episode of Shameless. It's Time to Kill the Turtles is the name of the episode. I don't know if you remember that episode. Go look it up. See <laughs> if you
1: like it. Because... I don't remember. E- I never <laughs> looked at the titles of the episode. Oh, and James Mangold did Identity,
0: which is a great fucking movie. He did Walk the Line, Girl Interrupted, and he did a rom-com from the late 90s called Kate and Leopold, which starred (gasps) Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman. Oh, my God. And had Liv Schreiber also in it. Can we watch that? We, We can. So, yeah. This movie, The Wolverine, received generally mixed reviews, but I saw, like, the percentages and the numbers. They were generally better than Origins. I am not in love with this movie, but I think it's a good movie.
1: It's a lot better than the first one. And yes, it is
0: so much better than the first movie.
1: I liked this one. There were, again, some things that they changed creatively. Yeah. Like Yukio um, had long red hair, where in the comics she had short spiky hair, and also... Also, she was, like, uh, she had a fling with Wolverine in the comics, too. She was, like, very tomboyish, which I guess is... She sort of yeah. was in this movie. Also, she had, like, the power uh, to see the future, to see people dying, dying yeah. in the movie. That That isn't a thing that she can do. Yeah. So, I I don't know. She is also really, really cute. I'm, she like, was. in love with her. She's so adorable.
0: One thing I did appreciate about this movie, though, is I I noticed, you know, it's something that you bring up often, and it's something I do see on the internet, and there there is some validity to it, is that this movie didn't get whitewashed. This, oh, yeah. This movie follows Wolverine to Japan, and that's where the story really takes place everybody is Japanese? Everybody is... Just fucking imagine that. I don't know. Honestly, I haven't looked it up, so I I don't want to be wrong here. I don't know if every actor is Japanese, but I would venture a guess that if they're not all exactly Japanese, that many of them are. And I really appreciated how they stuck to the source material here and they didn't take Wolverine's Japan story and decide to make it like Wolverine's fucking, uh, you know, France story and do the Japan story in France and have everybody white. So that was was really nice. The opening of this movie was a little bit more serious. You know, there was the bomb dropping on Nagasaki, which was kind of intense, and you have the guys committing seppuku, Um, seppuku seppuku yeah committing seppuku after that opening scene there is he's he's having the the dream with gene and he ends up. oh yes i have that dream all the time he wakes up and he stabbed her but then he really wakes up and he looks like a hobo and you know there's there's a whole thing with the hunters that go kill that bear and fucking wolverine's gotta kill the bear
1: can i just comment on this quickly that scene with the bear and him finding the hunter in the bar and like stabbing him with the poison arrow awesome. that is taking straight from the first solo Wolverine comic, the, uh, four issue miniseries. I think it was 84. I can, I could be wrong, but it's, it's Wolverine volume one. If you don't believe me, it's not good. But if you read the first issue, that is exactly what happened. And it was great except, you know, Yukio wasn't there.
0: Yeah. But it was, it was so perfect. It was such a perfect setup. I love, you know, Wolverine giving him shit. Like he, you know, after he stabs the hunter, he's like, ask me where I found it. Ask me where I found it. He's like, where did you find it? And he's like, oh, funny. You should ask. Like, it was just, it was really hilarious. Yuki o was adorable. She was she, is. she was a great actress. There was awesome action here. She was really badass. You could and like you know you could kind of argue that she was sort of tomboyish in this movie, even though she you know she was dressed up in like the uh, kimono and looked like a traditional. Oh, she Japanese was woman. so cute. Yeah, she was. She was really cute. And you know the whole premise of the movie was interesting too, where you know he gets to Japan and the guy that he saved in Nagasaki is Oh, san Yeah, is dying. And he offers to take his healing factor away and, you know, give him the death that he, he's going to want because... Because
1: he calls him a Ronin, a samurai, samurai without, a without a master. and was interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's like the name of a lot of the comics that Wolverine is in, you know, Last Ronin or whatever. And um, it's interesting, too, because, you know, he said like, oh, well, everybody that you care about is dead, so yeah. you don't have anybody to live for anymore. And this is like especially fitting with all of the dreams that he's been having about Gene, Gene lately. Yeah. No, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, because he
0: has he has a few of them about her to, throughout this movie. the The storyline is is honestly it's kind of predictable, but it's it's definitely a, a little bit more entertaining than in the first movie. You know, you you get uh, introduced to so the old guy that's dying who wants Wolverine's healing factor is named Yashida, and uh, his son is Shingen, and the granddaughter is Mariko, and uh, Yashida is you know this rich businessman. And Shingen expects to inherit the company, but oops, uh, it's going to uh, Mariko instead so secretly shingen wants his daughter killed you know there's a lot of action in this movie some of the action was a little ridiculous all the fighting on the train and you know they're stabbing into the top of it and clawing into the top of it and yeah but whatever it, it was mindless entertainment and you knew that fucking wolverine was going to hook up with um, mariko but you know she was cute she managed to always be wearing a white top she was always wearing white and it was always raining A couple of the worst parts of the movie were um, Harada and Viper. Harada was a guy that worked for Yashida and he was supposed to protect uh, Mariko and he was trying to do that, protect her from the Yakuza, who was ordered to go after her by her own father and the Ministry of Justice, who we'll get to a little bit Just personally, I thought this guy was a bad actor. You know, it wasn't the character. The character served its purpose. He's supposed to protect the granddaughter, but his just acting was not very good. Almost everyone else in this movie was a great actor, except for
1: him, unfortunately, and Viper. And I think that he was supposed to be hot, too. He wasn't
0: bad looking. No, he wasn't. He he
1: was very average, you know, because Logan was like pretty boy. And I'm like, he's Because he had long hair. Yeah. But because he's (laughs) got long hair, he's not pretty. I'm upset that you called him pretty boy and he's just like so run of the mill.
0: Yeah. But Viper irked the shit out of me. Really? Again, I don't know if she's a bad actress. I didn't look her up like a good host would do. I thought she was good. uh, I, I did not. I thought her dialogue was terrible. I thought her acting was bad. The character itself was interesting. It was kind of like a mix of two characters. So obviously Viper from the comics, who at one point was also Madam Hydra, who does have the immunity to poisons and toxins, but there is a lesser known character, a D-list character if you will, called Toxic Doxy, who also (laughs) also went by Toxidoxy, but her name is Dr. June Covington, who is a blonde and not only has immunity to poisons and chemicals, but she can also emit some, just like this version of Viper did. They looked very, very similar. But yeah, just her dialogue was terrible. Her acting was bad. There was a scene between the two of them that was almost cringeworthy between Viper and Harada, and then there's one point where Shingen stumbles upon her and, you know, he's like, what are you? And she goes, the chemist, the nihilist, the capitalist, the mutation. She licks a fucking pen and goes, the viper, and then stabs him with it. I'm like, stop. <laughs> Just why? It was so bad. But so you didn't think she was bad?
1: I didn't think she was bad. And here's the thing that I thought was interesting. Okay, so in this movie, we have Yukio, who fucked Wolverine. We have Mariko, who was married to Wolverine. We had Jean, who... I guess mind fucked Wolverine. And then we have Viper who was also legitimately married to Wolverine in the comics. So there are four different, like they didn't even bring up the fact that they were love interests. They didn't do that with Yukio either, which is, you know, fine because Wolverine has fucked half of the women in the Marvel universe, I guess. But I just thought that it was interesting how two of the characters in this movie um, were married to Wolverine.
0: You know the, how they have those those uh, Deadpool or Punisher Punisher titles like Deadpool kills the, Par- the Marvel Universe or Punisher kills the Marvel Universe? There should yeah. be one called Wolverine fucks half of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. Like how many of these ladies he had sex with. Um, this just, instead of being called the Wolverine, it could, should have been called the Wolverpeen. Yeah. Short for the Wolverpenis. Yeah. So there's my joke. Anyway, I mean the rest of this movie was was sort of kind of predictable. There were there were more awesome action sequences though in the little village. I don't know why Wolverine decided to stop the motorcycle that far away from <laughs> Yashida's uh, Yashida's mansion, but he did. But you know it led for more action, and there was some cool action actually inside the tower. Oh, another another thing that I didn't like. Last thing was um. The guy that played young Yashida when he was in the silver samurai armor, when he started to revert back to being young, I don't know. It was just more lame acting. I thought he looked like he was having an orgasm inside (laughs) of his suit. Like it's like, Oh, Oh yes, like, uh, just bro. This is fucking disturbing.
1: So the last thing that bothered me about this movie is the continuity of the X-Men movies. So at the, the end of the movie, the Silver Samurai, you know, operated by Oji-san, cut off or burns off Wolverine's claws and then, like, drills them out. So, okay, so we know he has a healing factor. We know that his bone claws will grow back, so that's no problem. He pops those later. But it's never officially explained in any movie how he got his adamantium back on his claws. And uh, Brian Singer suggested that uh, Magneto might have done it. Not not definitely, but he could have. I know. (laughs) How fucking, why? Why would you leave plot holes this big?
0: They really need to clear that kind of stuff up because they never, ever in the comics leave dangling plot lines. Oh, stop. Never. Stop. It's part of this code that they take, you know, like when the president swears an oath, It's like, you know, all the writers have to do it. Bendis had to do it. Fucking, you know. Shut up. Stan Lee had to do it at some point. Shut up. It's part of the comics code. Stop. Never leave a dangling plot line.
1: Uh, You know what? Just, I'll fucking dangle your plot line. Thank you.
0: So yeah, um, I was also okay with the liberty they took with the Silver Samurai, how it wasn't some Japanese warrior wearing just like a regular person-sized suit, that it was this giant mechanical thing. It was interesting. You know, the good of this movie overall was a lot better than the last movie. A lot of the action was good. Scenery was beautiful. Um, even though the some of the twists were predictable, overall it was good. And um,
1: I should have looked this up, but I forgot that I believe that in the beginning scene in Nagasaki when the bomb dropped that that one gate was still standing mm. and that it was still standing uh when they were in nagasaki i believe that that is actually true that that happens after the bomb dropped on nagasaki but i would have to check that but if that is the case that is really cool yeah
0: yeah so they actually they actually did film some of it in japan not all of it so there you go so now on to logan logan
1: the so- final clause <laughs>
0: A lot of people have been speculating for a while about the third Wolverine movie. So the original thought was that this was going to just be the old man Logan storyline, which, you know, I heard as a rumor, you know, obviously yeah, there are a lot of rumors. what I thought. And that's, you know, what a lot of us were thinking that it was going to be. And then, you know, a couple of set pictures came out. And showed him as old, and then showed this little girl with long black hair in the movie. And then there was obviously all this speculation about that, which ended up being right. But um, yeah, you know, when we saw nothing but the set photos, we were thinking, you know, Old Man Logan, like the storyline, which it was kind of like a template for, but not really. In any case, this was released on March 3rd, 2017. Written by Scott Frank, Michael Green, and James Mangold. So the director had a hand in the writing, and it was directed by him. And what's funny about this is I looked up Michael Green. He co wrote the Green Lantern film with that guy that you love. Fuck
1: that guy. After that
0: movie, why would they allow this guy who co wrote Green Lantern anywhere near another fucking comic book movie? Because I don't know if anybody out there has seen the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. It was a bad fucking movie.
1: Yeah, it makes you want to kick him in the nuts. You didn't even see it. I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> so if if you guys don't know, I have been so fucking hyped for this movie since uh, they dropped the first trailer in October. Uh, every time I watched that trailer, I cried, and I watched it multiple times. And then the latest trailer that came out like a month or two ago, same deal.
1: He even <clears> wore his Wolverine socks to the movie.
0: I did. I have Wolverine socks, and I did wear them. I was I was very happy. So excited for this I went in this movie with such high expectations, which I know can be dangerous. Like, I tried to temper my expectations for X-Men Apocalypse, just in case it wasn't very good. It wasn't. And it wasn't very good. But this, I just let it go. I was like, this movie's gonna be amazing. Then you start to hear, like, the advanced reviews coming in, they're like, oh my god, such a great movie. And I was like, you fucking right it is. So the opening scene, right off the bat, you know, he looks like shit. Beat up and shit.
1: Like an old man Logan.
0: Yeah. Hell, I get it. I see what you wow. did. Um, but it really set the, do- the tone, you know? It was really... It, it was dark. That Just that opening scene was really violent with, you know, the thugs trying to, you know, steal his rims or whatever. You know, he's he's a chauffeur. He's got, you know, this really shitty job. He's not the fucking Wolverine anymore. He's driving... Fucking... He's driving, like, college kids around who are getting drunk in his back seat.
1: Oh, and we speculated on this a while back when we were talking about the trailers for the movie that it was going to be rated R and part of the reason was for partial nudity and I was hoping to see Wolver Butt, but it <laughs> He's was <a> hold. <laughs> I don't care. It was just uh, some, you know, twenty something year old's lady who flashes him from the back seat. Yeah, it was for like a few seconds.
0: Uh, it was it was cute, but there you go but no, this was still a very r rated movie even if those boobs were covered there was so much violence and so much cursing
1: fuck 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 it you I have
0: no problem with either one of those things, but I was just a little taken aback, but i'll I'll get to that later and, you know a lot of this movie was very sad though, but it just it felt so it felt so real you know like the first two Wolverine movies were so fantastical with all these people with powers and elaborate crazy plot lines or whatever and yeah okay so cloning is kind of is very sci-fi but I don't know something about this just felt more real it wasn't like superhero costumes and you know silly shit like that about like all these silly powers it just I don't know it had such a such a realistic tone if that makes sense to anybody else but me. So Logan is le- illegally getting prescription drugs for Xavier. Xavier has degenerative brain disorder, and Logan and Caliban are taking care of him, like, just over the border in Mexico. And man, that was fucking sad, seeing Xavier on screen for the first time when he's wheeling around, babbling to himself. It was just... And
1: reciting a Taco Bell commercial.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just... It was... It was... I don't know. We spent so many years seeing Patrick Stewart play Charles Xavier and just to see him in this condition, you know? I, again, maybe this sounds stupid. It's maybe because I'm it just... It feels
1: like my grandpa's forgetting me. Literally just going to say that. This felt
0: like, you know, it's like a family member who's, like, getting so old and not able to take care of themselves anymore. I just remember when I first started seeing the X-Men movies come out and, you know, how much time has gone by since then. So a nurse for this company Transigen finds Logan at a funeral and wants Logan to meet this young girl Laura to take and to take her to North Dakota to a place called Eden and she offers him money and I wasn't expecting to see Laura for the first time here I didn't know how they were going to set that up where she's just bouncing a ball against against the fucking wall I thought it would be more dramatic so it was obvious that Gabriella was going to get killed, but Logan and Charles got all the information from her recordings, and this was a nice twist on the Weapon X project and Laura's origin, what they did with Transigen instead. So there were a bunch of kids who were raised and meant to be soldiers. They were made from mutant DNA.
1: No, they were going to kill all of them because they were, like, they were, like, too rebellious, and that's why they were going to kill them or something. I don't know. I don't remember, but all the nurses found out and were, like, you know pushing the kids out and saying like get out of here we need to leave
0: so after logan finds gabriella killed he you know brings uh brings laura back to where they're all staying and donald pierce shows up with the reavers and i thought the actor who played donald pierce was fucking awesome again they took their liberties with this movie but it worked really well pierce's character kind of almost like like ruthless but charming and rednecky at the same time.
1: It reminded me of Negan actually. Yeah,
0: it did a little bit, like in younger Negan sort of. And he had his group, the Reavers, like they were just all these Yeah, I guess like all these cyborg-ish dudes, uh, were the Reavers instead of just like a few guys. But, you know, what really got me was Laura, the actress, Daphne Keen, her acting in this movie was amazing and so much of it just had to be literal acting not speaking and it was incredible when she's sitting and eating cereal and the Reavers are slowly moving in and she's just eating and like she looks like she's not really scared as she's watching them come in on the cameras but she's hungry so she's gonna eat and then you know you hear all the yelling and the shooting and then she comes out and she's got one of their heads and like throws it at Pierce and then you know he tells her to like no and stop and just the action I know she had a stunt double, too, but I think some of these stunts were her, and it just, it was choreographed so beautifully. She moved so quickly, and it was so very violent, and it was so perfect for her character.
1: Yeah, okay, so I, I did like the action scenes, I liked how she moved and stuff, but I don't know, it was... Okay, so, like, the first scene was really cool and got me, like, really pumped. And I was like, oh, yeah, look at her. She's, like, a little badass version of me. And, <laughs> you know, because I'm the X-23. And, I, I mean, I cosplay her. So. And, you know, she throws this hat or whatever. And then watching it throughout the movie, it was still cool. It wasn't as exciting. But every every time she attacks, she did that, rah! And she, like, yelled. And I'm like... Can you can you do it once without yelling? It's getting kind of like repetitive now.
0: Yeah, but you you got to yell. It's like when when Wolverine yells when he's going after somebody.
1: Not every time though. You know, there's sometimes that you see somebody standing next to you, you just stab him in the eyes. She's trying to practice
0: so she can sound like him one day. It's like a little kitten. Oh, it's like a little stop. kitten.
1: Like a little, you know, You're little a meow, kitten. Meow
0: all the time just trying to be like a big strong cat that's you that's exactly what laura was trying to do okay be nice
1: okay okay
0: um i was sad that caliban got captured um oh my god he was so perfect he was perfect you know he didn't you know look exactly have the physique that he does in the comic books he was smaller except for when he got transformed into a horseman of apocalypse (laughs) and he was a little bit bigger But uh, yeah, and this actor was apparently six foot six. He was hunched over, obviously, a lot of the time, but I thought Caliban was was perfect in this movie, and I felt bad when he got captured. This is another one of those cases where you know it's not going to end well for him. And it was really sweet, you know, to see Xavier kind of gain his senses a little bit. Like I said, you know, he's on this, like, medication that apparently he wasn't taking, and it was sad to see him, like, out of his mind babbling at certain times, but when he held his shit together, he held it together, and he was trying to soften Logan up to the idea of Laura. He was, you know, Xavier was trying to be nice to Laura and to try to get Logan to ease up on her, and he really did not want to. Logan really didn't want to. No,
1: he was like, let's just leave her here. I don't care. Like, basically. She's not mine. I don't give a shit. Like you know, just leave her here for the Reavers, you know, she could take care of them or they'll take care of her. I don't care. Yeah. And part of it is because he
0: sees in the X-Men comic books, because in this world, they made comic books based on the real X-Men, that he sees the coordinates that are on the envelope that he got from Gabriella. The coordinates on that envelope are from a comic book and that this place, Eden didn't actually exist, you know? It's it's in the comic. And also it looked like in a panel in the comic that they showed that there was a huge target over it, like it was going to be bombed. And I don't I could be wrong about that, but that reminded me of a story from this issue of Astonishing X-Men Ghost Boxes. It was like a two-issue limited series where like, all these mutants have been wiped out, but like Wolverine, Beast, and Armor are the only ones left, and they're making their way to this safe spot that they've heard about. They have to walk there, and they get there, and it's a huge crater filled with dead mutant bodies. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really sad. And then um, Armor kills Beast and Wolverine and then herself.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, it was
0: one of the most depressing fucking X-Men stories I've ever I, read in my I life. I need to get it. But that's what that's what it reminded me of. Oh, the can uh, I like the the convenience store with the horse ride. You remember that, the mechanical horse no, ride? I d
1: I don't remember that part. Tell me about it.
0: <laughs> so No, when... she's
1: riding the fucking horse and she's getting mad and punching it because it's not riding it stops. anymore. And then Wolverine came by and put a fucking coder in and she's like glaring at him, but still enjoying her pony ride. It was so cute. It was so
0: fucking cute. I, she was so perfect in in this role. I, I just, I loved it. So anyway, as they're, as they're driving along, they get into an accident on the road and, um, you know, they end up helping this family out and they're staying with the family and, uh, you know, that's what we saw briefly in, um, one of the trailers, where they're sitting around this uh, like table at dinner
1: with their uh, trademark black friends, <laughs> Pfft,
0: token black friends.
1: Yeah, but it was
0: really cute. You know, they were. This was like a happy moment of the movie, which there were not very many happy moments in this movie at all. But you know, they're joking around. Xavier's. You know, uh, Logan says like he used to run. Xavier used to run a school, and you know. Uh, Logan said it was for special, special needs. Special needs, and he was like, "Oh, you went there." And, you know, fucking even
1: Laura starts smiling and shit. And Laura is, like, totally checking out this black kid. Definitely. Definitely. Like, was so interested in this black kid. And, like, she even, like, goes into his room and, like, you know, he's listening to his iPod. And she, like, puts her head by him. So he gives her the headphone. And I'm just like, wow, she's just you know, she really is the clone of Wolverine. You know, she just escaped this facility and yeah. she's already looking for some ass. She wants to fuck the other half of the Marvel Universe. Um, and
0: Xavier is in bed because they're staying with this family for the night. Laura is asleep on the floor. Xavier is in bed. And, you know, the camera comes in and you assume it's, it's Logan. Xavier starts talking to him. And then all of a sudden, the fist goes over Xavier's chest, and claws pop. And I'm like, "Whoa, what the fuck just happened? Is this is this a nightmare? Like, is he gonna yeah, wake thought, up from
1: this?" I thought it was like like a bad dream or something, or like an omen. Yeah. And like, blindfolds was gonna be in here, and right? I was like, "That didn't
0: happen." Uh, but then you know they they show they show Logan, and he's much younger. He looks he's it's, it's Hugh Jackman, and and it is he played the character too, but it's it's. Uh, a clone, another clone of him, wh- who they named X-24 in the movie. Stupid. That was kind of silly. So stupid. I understand it. But, you know, honestly, for me, that's just such a small point. It's like splitting hairs. That's not a huge point of contention for me of this movie. So, you, you know, one person that I haven't mentioned who did show up a little bit earlier in this movie, Xander Rice. The guy who was in charge of the project with all the kids and uh, growing them from the mutant DNA, he was a character I didn't really care for too much in this movie. I didn't think he was very special. I didn't necessarily think that the acting was bad or anything. It's just he didn't really leave any sort of an impression on me. That's just my opinion. But he was, like, one of the only characters in this movie that I, like, really didn't care about. But this this clone of logan x-24 kills the family and you know there's a fucking clone fight and it's really bloody and really stabby you know this is where caliban eats it he manages to grab a grenade that came loose in the truck and he blows up the truck and he kills himself I thought it was cute that Laura helped Logan get medical attention. And took him to Urgent Care Walk-In. Yeah, that that was really cute. And here's where they finally referenced, I don't think they did earlier in the movie, the adamantium poisoning his body.
1: They did. He said something earlier about there's something in me or whatever that's trying to kill me. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I Forgot mean, it was kind of, I mean, you know, if you're a comic book fan and you read the comics, you kind of knew this was coming for a while. Because it's, it's been let on quite a few times that um, his body isn't going to, uh, even with his healing factor, it's eventually going to not be able to process the adamantium anymore. Yeah. So um, even like when he briefly lost his healing factor, it was very slow, but it was killing him very slowly. So we kind of knew this was going to happen.
0: Yeah. But it's it's after they get out of urgent care and they get into the car... So th- this entire time, I loved it. Like I, like I said earlier, you know, and I'm sure most people who are listening to this, probably anybody who's listening to this has seen Logan already, Laura has yet to say a word in this movie, so her acting chops were great, but she finally speaks, and she just unleashes a bunch of Spanish on Logan. And it was hilarious. This little motor girl just hitting him with Spanish, I remember, like, a few words, like, I was able to understand, like, a few words that she was saying, but I, I, I did read afterwards that they were looking for, you know, an actress that could do this that was bilingual, and it makes sense. The girl was raised, you know, by these, uh, you know, Hispanic nurses, you know, in Mexico. Of course she speaks Spanish. That just makes sense.
1: Well, um, yeah, I mean, in the comics, obviously, she's, no, but, she doesn't speak Spanish. She's yeah, white, but... Yeah.
0: But, you know, this was that, that was fine. Apparently, Eden does exist, and Laura manages to get them both there, and so this is where all those, those mutant kids are hanging out. They have their own little safe haven. They were waiting for a specific date, and they were all going to take off for of the Canadian border and cross it and get to safety. And Richter was there. And Richter was there. I did not expect any of this when they're saying that these kids are made from like, you know, mutant DNA, you see, you could see it with some of the kids, but later on they show off a little bit of the powers and there's this lizard boy. And I'm like, all right, so that's, that's gotta be from toad. One of the girls has ice powers. I'm like, all right, well that's from Bobby. There's this little fat black kid who's got electricity. And I'm like, all right, well that's probably from storm, but they say Richter. And I'm like, that better be actually Richter. I'm like, is Richter... I wanted to look it up. Like, is Richter a real fucking name that people are using? I don't think so. And the kid looked sort of Hispanic. I'm sorry. I'm not profiling. No, he he did. He looked Hispanic. His name was Richter. And I was like, just waiting for him to show me something. So uh, Richter had uh, some of this uh, this serum that like boosted the mutant power or whatever. Yeah, it was
1: probably MG. Was it MGH mutant, mutant growth, growth hormone? Yeah,
0: maybe. But he left it for for Logan, and the kids took off while he was sleeping. Obviously, he followed them, but he shot himself up with the mutant. Uh, we will just call it the mutant growth hormone, because Logan can see that you know the guys from Transigen Pierce they they all are tracking the kids, and they're running away in the woods. And so Wolverine injects himself and runs after them. And, you know, this, this part kind of pissed me off a little bit. None of the kids are really fighting back, actively fighting back. I get it. You're scared. These guys are huge. They have, like, cybernetic arms and shit. But Yeah, most of them are just running away. But you have powers. Like, they should have been using them a little bit more. I noticed one girl had either telekinesis or nature power. So it could have been from Nature Girl or from Jean. I don't know. But do something a little bit more. So you know there's there's a bunch more fighting and you know we kind of know what's going to happen. You you know that the good guys are going to win. You know that Logan is going to die. They you know they bring up the adamantium bullets again, which I don't think they did from the first movie that saved the day. I think wasn't it uh Laura that shot X-24 yeah. in the head? And then you know Wolverine is basically impaled on this huge tree stump. And, you know, they have some dialogue, and it was just really fucking sweet and really emotional. And, again, you know, it shows the acting chops on Daphne Keene, who played Laura. Just the two of them together, it was it was fucking perfect. You know, but then after that, and I hate to say this, but it was a little lame. I was still crying. I was still emotional. It was still sort of fitting. But, you know, earlier in the movie, Xavier was watching this, like, old western with Laura, and there was, like, this monologue delivered in the movie And Laura recites it over uh, where they buried Logan and then turns the cross to an X. And then they walk away and then, you know, it it fades out. That was honestly a little lame.
1: Yeah, I wasn't crazy about the ending. I mean, obviously it's open-ended and obviously Logan is dead. So we don't need to have that, you know, that's the end of the Wolverine. That's the end of the Wolverine movie. It's uh, Logan's dead and... So Wolverine is dead, so that the movie is dead. So that's kind of what it <laughs> felt like. Like, yeah, you don't know what happens to the kids or anything, With which obviously, you know, it was fine when they leave a movie, like, so open-ended like that, which I'm not really a fan of, but I know that the director said he would be open to doing an X-23 movie, Fuck which, yeah. I mean, I'm so scared of just everything happening. I just... Just everything is so bad. Everything's I, dead.
0: I, the, you don't think Laura was
1: the Daphne Keen, the actress in this? Was she was wonderful? She was good, but I'm just, I'm not worried about her. I'm worried about the storytelling. What they do with her? Yeah, and Thought like you. what kind of nonsense they tried doing to her.
0: I I, I understand that. I understand that. Especially now, in my opinion, they set the bar really high. I would hope that if they were to move forward with Laura's uh, a solo movie, I mean, they could continue doing Wolverine movies. You know, fucking. I mean, with
1: as young as she is, though, I mean, there's a lot of the stories with X twenty three are, you know, wouldn't work with a younger one. I mean, like when she was with X Force, I doubt she's gonna be able to find a team with adults who are willing to let this like ten year old on the team with them. Yeah, but and then I mean, unless they did like NYX or something.
0: No, you're right. You have, you have a point. She wouldn't be able to join like like they want to do an X Force movie. Like she, it probably wouldn't fit very well if she were to join that cast. Although it could. I mean, she was in this movie with adults, but you know, another another thought is. They could pick up some of the mutants that they had in, in this movie and have that be a team. Could yeah, be I, I
1: thought of that too as like a, an Academy X type of thing.
0: Yeah, um, but I understand the apprehension. I would hope that they, you know, James Mangold killed it on this movie. And if they wanted to do another Wolverine movie, he could do it. They, I'm sure they wouldn't call it that, but I'm just thinking, you know, well, the Wolverine title right now is with Laura. Why not have Laura in the movies be Wolverine? But I don't know how they're going to end up going. It's probably some time off before they make any decisions anyway. They're still working on other X Men and X Men related movies.
1: Why? But just stop.
0: I thought this movie was just so fucking wonderful. It was so powerful, emotional. Maybe part of it is because I am so heavily at invested in the x-men and i love wolverine and i love x23 uh patrick stewart as professor x has been fucking amazing it's sad now that a lot of this stuff is over but there was so very little about this movie i didn't like like i said xander rice not a huge deal for me as a character um the ending was a little cornyish. now this isn't really a complaint and i, I started to talk about it earlier the cursing and all the graphic violence. I'm fine for cursing. I'm fine I am fine love all of that. I'm fine with graphic violence. The first two Wolverine movies, some violence, but not really gory or explicit violence, and not a whole lot of cursing. You got two fucks in the well, Wolverine. Well, is ours, so that's why. But I know, I know. But what I'm saying is like, it was- You pervi- mean
1: like the separation between yeah. how different they were? Yeah. Think about that. We saw We saw that movie
0: a few days ago. And we just watched the first two movies again so we could discuss them with them fresh and how much of a departure it is. So, again, you know, I get more splitting hairs, but I I just, I got to be honest that this was a little jarring to me. This
1: movie wouldn't have been good if it was PG-13, honestly. No,
0: no, it would not have. I don't know what the fuck they would have done or had to do without. I'm so glad that that they let this movie be what it was going to be because it was fucking beautiful. Any any other thoughts on it, or any of it? It was good. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us on this very special Logan episode of Mutant Musings. Since Fox isn't slowing down the production of X-related films anytime Fuck soon, you. you can bet that we'll take you all out to the movies with us again in the future. Until then, join us next month for a regularly scheduled program, and remember, Logan was fucking right, motherfucker. Fuck yeah.